0: Hey, this is Justin Baldoni, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel.
1: You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schaubel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actor and author Justin Baldoni. While you may know him from his acting in Jane the Virgin or his films Five Feet Apart and Clouds, Justin has spent his life on a journey to understand what it means to be a man. After giving a TED Talk about being man enough, he wrote a book by that name, which we discuss in depth, during this podcast episode. Welcome to Five Questions, Justin. Thank you for having me, Dan. It's good to be here, man. Great to have you here. And I want to start off with your family, especially your father, and how he defined masculinity for you growing up. Uh, How has your view of masculinity similar to his? And what have you done to make it your own?
0: My dad was raised with the idea that a man provides for his family and a man figures stuff out. And he was raised by an immigrant who came to America and had to make it on his own. And he passed that down to me. And it's something that I still struggle with. The blessing was that my dad also believed that men are allowed to feel. But where he got stuck was that he wasn't comfortable being vulnerable. Our biggest difference is that I believe one of the aspects of being a man is the idea that vulnerability is true strength. Being vulnerable is that thing that's uncomfortable that you feel resistance to in your daily life. Being willing to share that, I believe, should be included in the definition of what it means to be a man.
1: Yeah, and let's talk about the future. Over the past several years, gender roles have changed substantially. We have stay-at-home fathers, we have female breadwinners. That was unheard of even when I was growing up and certainly for previous generations. What is your hope for how male and female relationships will evolve in the future and how masculinity and femininity will be redefined?
0: I don't believe we need to redefine masculinity and femininity. I think we need to undefine. You know, when I first started this journey publicly, I thought I wanted to redefine masculinity. And on my journey, I've that we don't need to redefine either one. We need to undefine it. It is the constricting box of the definitions themselves that create pain for all of us and perpetuate the cycle of trauma. My hope is that there's a balance and that balance can be left to the individual. It's not up to the masses to decide what's good for one person. It's up to you and me. The more work a man does to understand the invisible forces that prevent him from doing certain things that maybe his partner or his wife would want him to do, the more he's able to actually see Some of the things that are stopping him from his happiness.
1: My interpretation of what you said is it comes from awareness to understand different gender roles and how people want to live their lives. And then it comes down to understanding. You really have to understand. And that takes a lot of thought. We don't have enough thoughtfulness in our society. Everyone's like, can't even sit still for three seconds. So you're a father of two children. How, How have you been raising a compassionate feminist son? And what role has your daughter played in his growth as a human?
0: My son's three It's really tricky even using words like feminist when describing how I'm raising a feminist son. I'm raising a boy to understand and to see the power of girls and women. My son is very much like me, is a very emotional boy. He cries very easily. I have to reward him and validate his feelings when he's emotional. If he has an emotional reaction to something, and he cries and I see him start to hold that back, I affirm in him that those feelings he's feeling, feelings are beautiful. His tears are okay. He doesn't have to hold them back. He can cry. If he talks back to his mama, I very clearly, I don't let him do that. I say, we do not talk to mommy this way. We do not talk to women this way or girls. One of the things I do with my son every night and my daughter is I reaffirm in them that their heart is the strongest muscle in their body. And I believe at its core, The way to raise a feminist boy, if you want to do that, is simply by teaching him that women are human beings just like he is, and there's no difference, and that his qualities are beautiful and her qualities are beautiful.
1: It's about being a good person and raising them with good values. And I think that as they grow older, you're going to be able to be a great parent and they're going to grow up with the right skills and values because you've been through it. You saw what happens when you (sighs) were being vulnerable in school, you were getting bullied. So you almost expect that that could happen to your son. So you're ready for it. And then you can prepare him for it at the same time. And because you have a daughter and a son, It's almost like this this great experiment. So you can see what methods work, how to raise both of them so that they can grow up respecting each other and therefore more women and men like them. So in a sense, for everything you're doing and your parenting, it's benefited by having a girl and a guy instead of two guys or two girls because you can kind of cross-pollinate and just want to switch gears. What are some ways that men can start having more deep and vulnerable conversations instead of remaining surface level, like talking about sports?
0: I'm into biohacking and cold thermogenic. Genesis and ice baths and things like that. And I like it because I hate it. The feelings that I I feel as I'm as I'm getting into an ice bath, like what happens and the way I'm confronted is analogous to so many things in life. And what I realized as I was writing my book, specifically on male friendships and connection, is that I have felt the identical thing, this resistance, this frustration, this anger, this talking myself out of it. I felt the exact same thing when I've tried to be vulnerable in front of of another man. On the other end of that, when you force yourself to do it, you experience bliss. You have to jump into the ice bath. You have to jump into the cold water knowing that it's going to be good for you. And as it relates to friendships, you have to be willing to have that conversation because if you're willing to do it first, you will find that if you are doing it with the right person and, and have the right man in your life, who's willing to listen and hold space and possibly even reaffirm and share back, your relationship will become so much deeper. That shared connection. That vulnerability is the very thing that makes us human, that we can do that with each other. And when we do that, the bonds that are formed are so deep and meaningful that I believe it will save countless lives. But unfortunately, we've been taught that sharing vulnerable things with other men means that those men
1: will eventually use those things against us. And we see that in movies and TV too, but it's just like- You see it all the time. Small- part of the time that happens like in, so we in very think, few exactly. cases but it's we so think it's in all cases even no. if that's only existing in our head because men are good because people good. are good
0: men in particular are good and we want to we secretly want to have these relationships when you share that pain or that shared experience with another man or another person that that person will reflect that back and it I'm gets sure it easier might-
1: and it gets it, way and just easier. Like, just like a
0: cold plunge.
1: And I'm glad you said that. And what's your best piece of career advice?
0: Be willing to admit what you don't know. I was going to say, surround yourself with people smarter than you or something to that effect. But I realized that you can't even do that unless you know what you don't know. And there's a difference between knowing what you don't know and being willing to admit what you don't know. And I think that as it relates to this conversation in my book, Masculinity, as men, we might even know what we don't know. Masculinity and. The patriarchy and the forces that govern our existence don't allow us to admit it. So we oftentimes overcompensate and we make terrible business decisions and career decisions because we won't admit that we don't know the answer. When in reality, being willing to admit that we don't know the answer or we don't know how to solve that problem is liberation. The most success I've ever had as a leader is when I surround myself with people that complement my skills and empower them to help me solve problems
1: that I don't know the answers to. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Justin. To follow his journey, you can read Man Enough and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter where he shares life updates, appearances, travels, and family. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash danshawbell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes.